Welcome, welcome. We are back with another episode of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over live all the different things that are happening within the Bay Area marketplace, what are happening from a macro perspective. I'll share a few of my client success stories so that you can see the ones that we actually closed for the week. And then we're going to go look at the numbers itself. Now, you don't want to miss, I'm, I'm going to probably post either this upcoming Tuesday or the following Tuesday, we're going to have a new series, which is going to be a quarterly, much more deeper dive into the data. You know, every week I go over the, the, the active pen, active listings, number of pending offers, um, you know, average prices, but I think it's always going to become better. And I don't have a, a opportunity to do it for this. It'll be too long of a show to be able to do it. Like, let's say quarter over quarter, year over year. And we're going to look at a lot more numbers, list price ratios. So I'm going to give you a deeper dive for that. So you're going to absolutely love that if you're a numbers-driven, data-driven person to get a sense as to what's going on with the market. But at the same time, if you've, been, if you've been tuning in every week, you've been able to educate yourself as to what is happening and at least get my thoughts. So far this year, to let you know, I've already helped 33 families buy a house in the Bay Area. So everything that I do is very uh, data-driven. It's very production-driven. So you at least have that assurance. So let's jump right into the news. Kevin, thank you again, always for tuning in. Really appreciate it. I am ready to go as well. Let's do it. All right. So first things first, headline, Apple isn't backing down from its hybrid work model, according to internal note. There was some period over the last month that some employees wanted, hey, look, we wanted more work from home. We wanted this environment. Apple's like, you can you can work from home at a different company, <laughs> so that's the that's the funny part about this one. I mean, you know, a lot of these tech companies, especially Apple. I mean, they've been always very heavy on going to the office. They've been always about privacy, collaboration, and this is their culture. There's nothing wrong with this culture. Some people feel like, hey, look, this is a way to, to be productive. And quite frankly, most companies are in the same boat, unless you're like a special circumstance, like a someone that's a very key critical hire that's that really is going to threaten to leave but the rest they look they're like we want you to be in the office at one end so we know you're in the office so you're actually working so we can keep track of you and so apple keep in mind apple has been expanding like crazy in terms of their corporate office footprint throughout the last year expanding uh, all over sunnyvale cupertino uh, they've been using this opportunity to negotiate leases, buy kind of more places. And their stance is three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, starting in the fall. You better get yourself back in the office or find another job. And so people will make that decision, right? We will see what happens. I think some people will leave, but some people will leave anyways. The question is, will they leave because of this or this is just they're going to leave, you know, either way. But I think it's kind of. Uh, funny and hilarious too, if you think about it. Like some people are just getting so comfortable, right? Working from home. Um, maybe they're also potentially slacking off quite a bit. Like, you know, a lot of people uh, have not probably been as productive, uh, quite frankly, if they actually look at it from that, you know, from that angle. So Apple sees it themselves. They want people back in the office. No ways about it. Uh, if you want to be able to work from home, you need special case by case basis with executive approval. Wow. 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 
So that is uh, that gives you an idea of Apple's stance. And, and others may not be as strict, but everybody prefers people to be back in the office at least a couple of days a week. Home buyer fatigue. Bay Area home sales slow as prices soar. It really depends on the area. When you see the data at the end of this session, we will go over. It's a different story depending on really the requirements of a lot of the companies. As you have seen, a lot of companies are going to be back in the office in September and October. So what does that mean? As long as Delta, the Delta coronavirus doesn't you know, break through our vaccines, uh, people will be back in the office and they're required to be back in the office. So what does that mean? Location matters more than ever. So places like San Francisco, San Mateo County, Santa Clara County have done phenomenal over the last six months and have continued to even almost accelerate their growth. If you thought things were hot, things have actually got even hotter from June to May. So it's something to be mindful of. I'll show you the data so you can see for yourself. And at the same time, a lot of places that are further out, Contra Costa County, Alameda County, have slowed down. Now it's still increasing, but that growth has slowed down. Home buyer fatigue is really interesting. You know, I'm dealing with more buyers than I've ever dealt with in my career, and it's continued to accelerate. At the same time, quite frankly, a lot of people don't want to understand in their goals of home ownership are not as strong as their almost cop-out in a sense of renting. It's so much easier to rent. It's always easier to rent, right? I mean, there's always quote unquote less headache. It's it's so easy to find a rental place. I mean, that was always their pitch, right? There's nothing hard about finding rental. That's 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 easy. But going through the home buying process is a mental process to be aware of, right? It could be very quick, but it can also be you know quite some time. You shouldn't lose focus as to why you're doing this. And as long as you're in the top groupings of bids, you will get a home. Now, if you're making lowball bids or you're making uneducated bids, you almost might as well not even look, quite frankly. I mean, I tell buyers straight up this answer, like, you know, if you're not willing to pay the market price or be anywhere close to that, then rent, right? Take your time, either rent, uh, look at townhomes, right? Look at condos. Those are significantly less competitive, um, but you have to change your thinking in this market. And this is not changing anytime soon. But at the same time, I have a good amount of people that decided to rent for another year and it is their choice, right? I, it's not my money, um, you know, for those that, that said the market was too hot last year. They're all crying now that homes are 20 to 30% higher. And I would say, I told you so. And I will tell you, I told you so. But, you know, everybody has their own decision. So I think that's very important for every individual to understand and be familiar. And that's why we do this show. You can see for yourself what is actually happening. Where are the trends? Are things going up, going down, going lateral? Um, that's why we do this episode. So hope, hopefully this helps for those. Uh, prospective buyers and don't be discouraged i mean it's, it's shopping right this is a shopping experience have fun with it if you're shopping with me you'll have fun with this um don't take it too personal if you don't win it um it's all it's all good it's all good we'll find you the place as long as you have the right expectation in the process now a couple other things there's a lot of still acquisitions happening san jose fremont milpitas tech buildings land buyer and deal that tops 140 million dollars Biogas building with tech and advanced manufacturing co companies, including Battery Maker. Really interesting to see. Like they continue to acquire these areas because a lot of these industrial spaces, I think people may not understand this, but a lot of these industrial spaces, they could be fitted with like electricity, they could be fitted with machinery, they could be fitted by just the location. So a lot of these um, 
places are actually very hard to replicate and duplicate, right? Just because you also have a piece of land doesn't mean you can have all sorts of uh, power that goes into that facility. That takes a very long time. And so these places that already have it, now they're not going to lose it, right? They're not going to lose that uh, capacity. So that it becomes a very popular and very prime type of industrial usage. So think about this, right? For example, warehousing, uh, advanced manufacturing, uh, data center space. A lot of that requires a lot of power. Now, just because you have an empty piece of land and you can build an empty warehouse or whatever it may be, doesn't mean you can draw that much power in because it's very difficult and very expensive to get that process going and it takes a long time. So the ones that are already in place, then it's very valuable, especially as the demand and the need for those have continued to increase. So it's very interesting for people to understand, like, just because it's industrial, there's all these different evaluation models uh, when it comes to, you know, the type of industrial space, how much power it is in there and what you can possibly do with that space. So really interesting find uh, just a couple of buildings, $140 million purchase. Now, what's another uh, example of people are clearly moving back to the Bay Area? And you can see rent has increased in three major Bay Area cities when California reopened. You know, it goes with San Francisco, goes with San Jose, Oakland. These are the biggest metros, right, of the Bay Area. And all of them have increased. Now, it's nothing crazy, but the fact that, hey, look, things have started to plateau. And remember, these are one bedrooms, which are the worst when it comes to the rental market, as in they tend to drop the fastest and the slowest to recover because people can, if they had the budget, they may go for a two bedroom, three bedroom, they may need more space, whatever it may be. But the fact that the median price of a one bedroom has already started to rebound shows very, very clear trends what is already happening in the Bay Area. People are clearly moving back. I mean, take a look at any restaurant. Like I just helped the client close and we're going to talk about that later. Uh, they, they live next to House of Prime Rib. You can't even get a reservation for House of Prime Rib until like February. I mean, you talk about busy. They don't even allow walk-ins because they're already double booked with the reservations. And that's like, what, five, seven, seven months out. And then our time is not even a good reservation time. I booked it for my birthday in February and it's still like five o'clock or something. So if you want like seven o'clock dining, you're going to go like a year out or something ridiculous or you can't even reserve it, right? And they're not, I mean, they're a good place, you know, make no mistake. House of Prime Rib is a very good spot, but they're not like a Michelin star spot. And so it's crazy. Like everywhere is packed. Everywhere is booked. Lots of people have clearly flocked back. People have more money than ever. People have saved more money than ever. People are going to spend more money than ever, right? I mean, how many people are traveling? How many people are spending money on all sorts of things? They've been locked up for the last year, especially in California, which has been very tight. So it's it's already happening. Um, you leave it in the comments below if you see that yourself too. Uh, but I see that for my own clients. I see that for people just coming back. I see it for restaurants. I see it for downtowns. It's a, it's a, it's a great sight to see, but it's, 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 it's getting pretty wild. Here's a big news. I don't know if you remember, I actually did this coverage a while ago. Levi Strauss actually subleased uh, a decent amount of their SF space uh, a couple of months ago. But was that all just a ploy? Was that all just a trick? Levi Strauss to renew lease for entire San Francisco headquarters, the city's biggest deal during the pandemic. For those that you know, this is closer to the Embarcadero side, maybe a little bit north of that, kind of the North Beach side. 
Um, but huge campus. I think they have thousands of employees. Um, yeah, I think they have at least thousands of employees there. It brings back memories because when I was back in my corporate job, uh, we did a lot of like um, conference rooms and and office space utilization studies. And Levi Strauss was a client of mine many, many years ago, probably five years ago. So I've been there many times. So I'm very familiar with that space, huge space. But the fact that they have renewed, um, even though if things have skyrocketed and they didn't have to do it, they're now back to being an, an anchor. So there's a lot of uh, things that are happening. So I think now it doesn't mean it's going to be crazy, but I think a lot are starting to say, okay, this is a time to renegotiate. We're going to use all these headline articles. SF is ending. The world is ending. Office space is ending. Everybody's going to work from home. All this clickbait BS that you see. And then they'll use this opportunity to ne negotiate leases better than ever. I think smart companies have done that. Big tech has all done that. They've taken advantage of this market. They completely dominated this market in terms of deals because they know like, hey, look, we see the value of it and there is value of it and time to negotiate really good leases. And so interesting to see this. It's a 355,000 square foot lease. Um, so pretty big, pretty big move. Next, uh, Peninsula Cities. This is just some good, good things because, you know, there, while the pandemic has obviously been terrible for a lot of people, there are a lot of very positive things that have come out of it. I mean, think about this. I didn't start any of this show. I didn't have the thousand subscribers now I have on YouTube. I haven't decided to go all in on, on video if it wasn't for what has happened, right? So it allowed me to have the opportunity to reach out to a much wider audience. So I thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please hit that like button if, you've, if you're watching this and you've been watching for some time. You can't imagine how many amazing clients I have of this. Now they're, you know, hopefully we'll be good friends and we'll stay as good friends. So there's some light of that. The other light is podcasts have absolutely exploded. Right. I mean, think about all the deals that have happened. Think about all the new ones that have showed up. This is also available via my podcast. So it's been incredible to see the growth. And last but not least, in the Bay Area, like all that, all that outdoor dining space, it reminds me of Europe. It's like it's super cool, right? Like if you like it, leave it in the comments below too. I love it. Like there's no reason to drive in those, you know, those small roads anyway. There's plenty of space to drive all around. There's plenty of parking around. But the fact that they can just block it off is great. I mean, think about the capacity of these restaurants now. They still have the indoor, which is full capacity, and they have the outdoor, which is like super nice, especially the summertime. Like this should be something permanent. Like it's it's a, it's a win for everybody. It's a win for the business. They have basically uh, extra capacity, more more money for them. It's it's a benefit for the landlords. They'll probably charge more money now, quite frankly, right? They could probably charge more for the lease. And it's beneficial for consumers because it's absolutely gorgeous, especially in the Bay Area, right? I mean, Bay Area, I mean, there's one downside, it doesn't rain. But if it doesn't rain, then it's like you're, you're good to be out almost 10, 11 months of the year. So I think this is happening. It's beautiful to see. I think it should be almost be permanent. Um. Yeah, I think it should be absolutely, it should almost be permanent because these are really nice and it's really cool with, because it's also a creative way with how a lot of, um, you know, how a lot of restaurants have also did the decor, right? And it's not just generic, a few tables outside, you know, as you can see, they can have plants, they can have lots of heat lamps, they can have uh, lights uh, above. So it's a really, really cool atmosphere. So 
I hope this becomes almost a, a permanent thing. It's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful beautiful thing. Uh, last but not least, to wrap up our news, pending home sales reach highest May mark in 16 years. So remember, this is the amount that has been pending. So what does that mean? It means that there's a ton of transactions happening. So for all those people that think there is no transactions happening, that we have a limited amount of inventory, we do have a limited amount of inventory in the sense of ones that are sitting on the market. But there's a big difference between one that's are actually coming on the market. We have had a tremendous amount of new listings on the market. However, the fact that this data shows that there's been the highest in 16 years means there's the most amount of transactions in May than the last 16 years. So that's something people need to understand. Like there's a ton of transactions. There's a ton of volume. This is not a shortage of options. Everybody has most at bats right now than they have ever, ever had before, but you just need to be able to win. So that's why the realtor matters so much more in this competitive environment. So that is uh, something to wrap up on. Now, this one actually closed. Uh, agent hasn't updated it, but this is the one that uh, my clients got in contract in. Uh, congratulations. Amazing. I mean, absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, he was living in the East Coast for the last year to be with family and all of, a lot of friends and a lot of people were coming back to the Bay Area. So he was like, all right, got to find a spot. And uh, after just one weekend of showing homes, just, just saw a couple of condos. He knew like, hey, look, this is the right one for him. Like super prime location uh, off of Van Ness. This is literally, I think, one or two blocks from House of Prime Rib. Like an absolute beautiful place. Um, snagged this up very quickly. Like absolutely stellar place. Um, yeah, beautiful home. Congratula congratulations to him. And like many, uh, many clients, right? Like this, this individual works at Snowflake. So anyone that works at Snowflake, uh, I actually also helped another client that works at Snowflake this week. We got in contract uh, for another property, but there's also a lot of other people that you may know that works at Snowflake. Let me know, have them introduced to me. I would love to help them. A lot of people are doing the right move, diversifying of their income. Like imagine Snowflake, Robinhood just made it or is about to go IPO or about to go public. There's going to be a lot more people with a lot more money that has a lot of money concentrated in one stock, right? One asset. Now it'll take some time to lock out for the lockout period to end and for people to divest, but it's already happening, right? Snowflake, I think IPO'd, what was it last year? I think something like that. It was last year. So it's been some time, but it, because of lockout, because of vesting still takes time, but that's a great opportunity to now invest in properties, right? That's a way of diversifying your assets instead of just going with one, uh, one uh, stock, especially one stock, and even though it has done very well, but still, you might as well divest. So it's happening a lot. So if you know anyone at Snowflake, anyone at Robinhood, please do the intro. I'm sure they are. I can guarantee they have. They are already shopping for homes as we speak, and I would love to help them. So congratulations to them, uh, to this, to this uh, individual. Actually, it's just an individual. It's an amazing bachelor pad for sure. And I said I'm going to visit you from time to time. All right, let's take a look at the data itself. Uh, every week, we also take a look at the data. We look at what is happening with the market. So uh, start off with San Mateo County, right? You can disregard the July figures. It's only, you know, I pulled this from yesterday. So technically, technically it's only a one day of data of July. So it's not a whole lot, but you can get a general sense of how things concluded in June and what do we have going on. So because it's a long weekend, we have, in, usually in this case, people may decide to not um not put their home on the market, right? 
And so uh, it's not unusual. But at the same time, it doesn't mean people are that out of town and still a lot of activity. So you can see 158 new listings this week, 195 went contingent pending this week. You can see the price is incredible growth. I looked at the numbers. When you compare June of 2021 to January 2021, that is a $600,000 delta. That is a that is a 30%, 30% increase in six months. So for every one of my clients that has bought in San Mateo County, you are welcome. Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Congratulations to them. They can do a cash out, refinancing, do whatever they want. Yeah, it's incredible the amount of, of, of equity that has happened. And the crazy part is, look at the, the biggest jump was almost from June to May. And that was a 10% jump. That was a $200,000 delta. So if you think this is slowing down, I don't know if that's the case. It seems like it's still just accelerating. Um, no, sorry. I don't think it's accelerating per se. I think it will still continue to increase. But to say it has started to decline, I don't know about that. It's hard to, it's hard to justify that thesis. When it comes to condos, townhomes, they continue to increase. They continue to do very well. Uh, not the same kind of uh, jump, but they continue to do very well. Santa Clara. 428 new listings, 494 contingent pending this week. You can see the numbers have dropped pretty substantially. Uh, now, hopefully, it's just because of the long weekend. But if not, something to be mindful of. There's still plenty of buyers out there, as you can see with prices. And if, if the number of new listings is going to drop like this, it'll be a big, big, big problem for a lot of people. Um, but great for sellers. So you can see June figures have continued to increase, has done very well. The growth has not been as substantial as San Mateo County, but it's still been about, I think, a 25% growth uh, in the last six, seven months. And then condos and townhomes continue to increase, continue to do well. It's been a lot more consistent because um, not a lot of people have actually left San, uh, Santa Clara County. So it's, been, relative, it's just more, been a lot more consistent in terms of the growth. Alameda County. Um, so remember when we just saw a little bit earlier, just a few... A minutes ago, maybe 10 minutes ago, we talked about that slide of, you know, Alameda County, some places kind of cooling down. Alameda County is one of those markets. Um, initially, when a lot of people were had the flexibility to work from home remotely or they had the ability to do so, they started making their moves. Now, it has slowed down a little bit in terms of the growth, but it also depends on where in Alameda County. Alameda County is huge, right? So if you're still closer to like a Fremont area, uh, like uh, northeast kind of Berkeley area, Nobi area, those areas still have done phenomenally well. But a lot of areas have still done well. So it's, it's going to always be case by case, but you're not going to see as uh, stellar, I think, increases as, as you have seen in the prior months. But uh, certain areas like Fremont will continue to do very, very well. Um, so that's something to be mindful of. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up with two more. San Francisco. Take a look at San Francisco's growth, also of their single family. Now, it closed to be a little bit under $2 million, but it also had a pretty substantial growth over the year, probably about 20% growth in the last six months. So single family has done very well. Uh, condos, at the same time, have also increased pretty substantially. Year over year now, we are higher than it was uh, before. Uh, not by much, but relative speaking, we're still higher than before. So uh, it has recovered. People are clearly moving back. People are uh, deciding like, you know, things have opened. It's the place to be still for uh, those that want that lifestyle, that social lifestyle. 
So it's, it's done very, very well. And let's wrap up with Contra Costa County. So Contra Costa County, which is very interesting, has actually has decreased for June. Uh, I think it has something to do with maybe the location. It's a little bit further out. So people uh, are factoring that in. Um, but that's what it seems like. I think the growth may start to cool down there. If not, I don't know if it'll keep decreasing. I think it'll probably somewhat plateau is my initial thoughts. But it just really depends case by case for that. And, and last but not least, uh, condos and townhomes, they've had, had a, you know, a, a small increase year over year. Nothing too dramatic, nothing too crazy, pretty predictable out there. Well, that's it for this show. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode. Of course, if you or anyone you know has any questions about the Bay Area real estate market, you can always reach out to me direct. I'm happy to help you. My contact details are below on the descriptions. And if you know anyone that might find this video helpful, of course, be sure to share with them. I do this every week so that I can educate the market. I can give you an idea of what's actually happening. And of course, when it comes to strategy, I'll be there, the, I'll be there to be able to help you uh, every step of the way. Enjoy the long weekend. I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade-up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.